Shalom, everyone. It's nice to be here with you today. I call you Shalom Mishpucha. Mishpucha means family. And uh, Yeshua has made us family, hasn't he? Jews and Gentiles together. And that's a really beautiful and powerful thing, God's plan from the beginning. Uh, I'm here with my beloved wife, Chantal, who is my best friend and partner in ministry. And uh, we've been serving the Lord internationally for 21 years. And uh, we got nine grandchildren now. Yes. And four children, and uh, we just got to see our youngest son who's pursuing his Ph.D. in Lubbock, uh, Texas. Uh, some people were going, Lubbock, Texas. No, it's not so bad. It's pretty windy and a lot of cotton, dust storms from time to time. But I, my first time there, it was better than I thought. You know, I'm really enjoying being here uh, with you because uh, I love the freedom in worship this is a Jewish value, really, freedom in worship and exuberant praise of God. And uh, you have a little banner up above my head that says, light them up, illuminating our community with kindness. And uh, I hope some of you will uh, take the opportunity to grab this little flyer that tells you more about our ministry. And uh, look what it says on the front. Reach Initiative International, loving people into the kingdom of God one at a time. And uh, all over the world where God gives us the opportunity to model and teach, we model and teach that we should love people into the kingdom of God one at a time. You know, not all of us are evangelists, not all of us are preachers, but we can all fulfill the second great commandment and love people into the kingdom of God one at a time. And uh, I like to say we are to follow Yeshua's example. And he lived a life of love. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2 says, Be imitators of God and live a life of love. Because you are beloved children. Live a life of love. And love people into the kingdom one at a time. And to truly love someone... We need to be concerned about their everyday life situations and problems. We need to show them kindness. But it doesn't stop there. We need to be concerned about their relationship with God and their eternal destiny. Do you agree with that? To truly love someone God's way, we need to be concerned about their everyday life situations and problems. But not only, we can't stop there. We need to be concerned about their, every, uh, about their relationship with God and their eternal destiny. And so we're determined. We, we, are, we are burning with a fire that has led us to Belarus, which is in the former Soviet Union, Israel, where God has led us to minister to young adult believers that we minister to and to Holocaust survivors in the land of Israel. And uh, we have a mandate from God to make disciples of the people of Israel and the people of the nations. But in particular, we focus on bringing the good news of Yeshua to Jewish people who have never heard. And do you know that most Jewish people have never heard the gospel? Most Jewish people 
have never heard that Yeshua is the Jewish Messiah who is the Savior of the world, that Jesus is the Jewish Messiah who is the Savior of the world. Jewish people are an unreached people group. When we think of unreached people groups, we usually think of people in what's called the 1040 window in remote tribes in Africa and Asia and so on. But Jewish people are an unreached people group. And this was not God's plan, and this is not the way it always was. It was an unfortunate turn in history. And uh, today we live in exciting times because we're seeing the prophetic word of God being fulfilled like never before since the days that Yeshua walked the earth. And you remember that when Yeshua walked the earth, he said something very strange in Matthew chapter 15, 24. It can blow your theology apart. He said, I have come only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Check your Bible. That's what he said. I have come only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, Matthew 15, 24. And, uh, you might think, well, hey, wait, I thought you were the savior of the world. I thought you loved everybody. What's going on? Why do you say that I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel? Well, the reason he said that is because God has a strategic plan. And God's strategic plan was always that as your pastor uh, stated, he chose a man and built a nation called the nation of Israel and the purpose of this nation was that we would carry his presence, we would carry his teachings, we would have his promises and covenants, and so that we would be a blessed people on earth, but not just for ourselves. That we would be a blessed people on earth so that we would be bowing the knee to serve the nations of the world, the Gentiles, so that they would know the love and goodness and wisdom and power of the God of creation, the God of Israel. And so this was God's strategic plan. And Yeshua was fulfilling that strategic plan when he came. His goal was to restore Israel in order to bless the people of Israel so that the people of Israel would bring salvation and blessing to the people of the nations. And if you remember in Acts chapter 2, after the ascension of Yeshua, it's, the Bible says it's the day of Pentecost. And Pentecost is one of the Jewish biblical feasts from Leviticus 23. Pentecost is Shavuot, Shavuot. And Yeshua was crucified on Passover, and he rose from the dead on first fruits, and then God poured out his spirit on Shavuot. Now, there were three feasts that God commanded the Jewish people through Moses to come up to Jerusalem to worship. One was Passover, another was Shavuot, Pentecost, and the third was Tabernacles, Sukkot. And so there were Jewish people from every nation under heaven, Acts chapter 2 tells us, in Jerusalem during Pentecost, Shavuot. And what happens? Peter stands up. They're filled with the Holy Spirit. And Peter stands up and preaches a message. And he says, fellow Jews, men of Israel, I want you to hear this message. And he told them about Yeshua the Messiah. And what happened that day? Who knows? Yes, 3,000 came to faith. 3,000 who? 3,000 Jewish people came to faith that day. 
And then the Bible says soon after that it was 5,000 men only when they were counting. And then Acts 6-7 is an amazing passage of Scripture which often gets overlooked but is very revealing about what was happening in the land of Israel amongst the Jewish people during that time. I want to read to you Acts 6-7 real briefly here. Acts 6-7 says, And the word of God spread, and the number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and a large number of priests became obedient to faith. What priests? These were the Jewish priests that had betrayed Yeshua and handed him over to Pilate to be crucified. And so estimates are that by the end of the first century, there were more than 100,000 Messianic Jews like myself, born-again Jewish people, Messianic Jews in Jerusalem and Judea alone. And it wasn't until Acts chapter 10 that these Messianic Jews really understood that this gospel is also for non-Jews. And that's the story of Cornelius. How many of you remember that story? It's when Peter had an aha moment and he said, oh, Lord, you're sending me to the Gentiles and uh, I don't usually go, but okay, you're sending me. And he went into their house, Cornelius' house, and he said, what do you guys want? And Cornelius said, an angel appeared to me and said, I'm supposed to listen to you. He started telling them about Yeshua because he was burning with the fire of Yeshua's love. And the Spirit of God falls upon the Gentiles. And Peter goes, uh-huh, now I understand. God is accepting people from every nation under heaven. So Acts chapter 2 to Acts chapter 10 is essentially a story of Jewish revival that also touched the part, part Jews, Samaritans. Acts chapter 10 from Acts to Acts 28 is the story of Jewish revival that continues but touches the people of the nations. God's strategic plan, revive the people of Israel to revive the people of the nations. Now, unfortunately in history, some bad things occurred. You'll have to come to my Israel and church seminar to hear all that, but uh, hopefully I'll get the book out sometime soon. Pray for me. I don't, I'm like an action guy, you know, and to sit down and write it, we're about halfway through. So, and, uh, that's another seminar. But there were unfortunate things that occurred in the Jewish community and the, and the church that kind of ended this Messianic Jewish movement. But in 1948, Israel became a state in fulfillment of prophecy. In 1967, Jerusalem came back into Jewish hands, prophesied by Yeshua in Luke chapter 21, 24. He said, Jerusalem would be trampled down by the nations until that time is fulfilled. That time was fulfilled in 67. And in 67, something else dramatic happened. There was a major move of God's spirit across North America. Today it's known as the Jesus people or Jesus movement revival. And during that revival, thousands, tens of thousands of hippies were ushered into the kingdom of God. And thousands of those hippies were Jewish guys like me. Jewish guys like me. And then we understood that this was the beginning of the prophesied, promised end-time revival of the Jewish people. And then we understood that this was very important not only for our people, but for your people and all people because it's the same strategic plan 
God never rests until he gets his way. The same strategic plan, revive Israel and it brings spiritual riches to the nations. And you are key in reviving Israel. Because Romans 11.11 says, and this is one of your biblical roles, that salvation has come to the Gentiles to provoke the people of Israel to jealousy. And Paul the Apostle said in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, follow me the way I follow Jesus. He said, I'm an example to you the way I follow Jesus. And when I think of example, I think of his character, his lifestyle, his teachings, and his prayer life. And in Romans 10.1, he tells us what his prayer life looks like for his Jewish people. Now, he knew there were tens of thousands of his Jewish people already born again into the kingdom, but he wanted them all born and again into the kingdom. And he said in Romans 10.1, brothers, and I guess sisters too, that includes, don't you think? My heart's desire and prayer to God for my people Israel is that they would be saved. And so I want to encourage you that things start in the heart And you can, if you have not yet done it, let it be your heart's desire and regular prayer that the people of Israel will be saved. I remember when I was doing a pastor's conference, Pastor Jerry gathered about 60, 70 of his pastors, and he pulled out a little brochure for him, and he said, Rabbi Stewart, take a look at what we pray for first. And it was, bless Israel and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And I said, Pastor Jerry, that's wonderful, but I think you're going to change what you pray for first after this seminar. And then the next time I saw him, he showed me a brochure again, and he said, Rabbi Stewart, look what we pray for first. Our heart's desire and prayer to God is that the people of Israel will be saved because that's the best blessing you can give your neighbors, and that's the best blessing best blessing you can give Jewish people because there's only one way for Jewish people and people of every nation under heaven and that is the shed blood and resurrection of the Jewish Messiah, the Savior of the world, Yeshua, Jesus. So I pray that you carry that in your heart. You know, and uh, uh, we, we together with our partners, people like you in the churches and churches like this, are doing our part today to change this reality that Jewish people will no longer be an unreached people group. And we have seen hundreds of Jewish people born again into the kingdom of God and immersed in water. Now, for today in Jewish ministry, that's a big number. But I want to tell you that the day is coming when that will seem like a drip Because we're going to see the 3,000 come again, and then the 5,000, and then the 100,000 in Jerusalem and Judea. It's coming because it's promised and prophesied in the Word of God. And I want all of you in on God's strategic plan. Because it's blessing for the people of Israel. It's blessing of your people and the people of all nations. And it pleases God's heart. It pleases God's heart heart. This passion to make disciples of the people of Israel and the people of the nations and to share the good news with Jewish people who had never heard led my wife and I with our four children to move to Belarus 
1995, Belarus is located between Poland and Russia in the former Soviet Union. And we were graced by God to be able to establish four Messianic Jewish congregations and serve the poor and needy of this nation where they were making, can you imagine, $60, $80 a month was the average wage. Now it's up to $300 a month. Now it's up to $300 a month. And we saw Jewish people born again and light up on fire in the kingdom like Mikhail Israelovich. 89 years, uh, he was 79 years old. 82, he was the 82. All right, Mikhail Israelovich, 82 years old. He was paralyzed, laying in his bed in a little bungalow. There's no services in Belarus like we have here. His nephew would visit sometime. Neighbor would help him out. And then one woman from our congregation, a babushka grandmother, started visiting him. And she said, Rabbi Stewart, I'm practicing what you say. He was really grouchy, but I'm loving on him and casting the demons away. And he's accepted Yeshua. And he wants to be immersed in water. Will you come? He can't get out of bed. So I took four men three, four men with me, and uh, we carried him. I explained to him the whole thing. He understood. He was really there, born again. We immersed him in his bathtub, and then we're ready to carry him out of his bathtub, and he says, no. And he had in his mind that after he would get his water procedure, that's what he called it, his water procedure, that he would walk. And he walked. He walked. And he came to service every day on time, traveling through public transport. And we were his family, and we buried him eventually. And then there was young men like Jan, son of a Jewish holo- uh, grandson of a uh, Jewish Holocaust survivor. Jan was an alcoholic living on the street. He had a horrible skin disease. He was rejected. And uh, one of the members of our congregation began to befriend him. And he, like all of our team members, trained to love people into the kingdom of God one at a time, to sacrifice for the sake of people, to sacrifice for their eternal destinies. And he took, him in, into, he took Jan into his home, and Jan eventually was born again into the kingdom of God, another Jewish soul in the kingdom. And God began to heal his body and began to heal his mind and his emotions. And today, Jan is one of the leaders of our teen ministry in Belarus. He is a shoemaker who we help fund through our micro business fund. He has three points now, and he, three shoemaker points now, and he just got married and owns his own house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We lived in Belarus for 12 years. We were honored guests there. They gave us free visas, and they gave us awards for our work uh, amongst the poor and needy. But in 2007, in another wave of kind of cleaning house, I, along with 15 other men, were forced out of the country. And uh, I was exiled for five and a half years. My wife was able to go back in during that time and continue to strengthen the work, and nothing fell apart because we invested in young leaders and we helped, we, we worked together with the Spirit of God to raise them up to be who they were called to be. And so things shook, but nothing fell apart. And 
Funny, though, when God cleared my calendar in, in May of 2007, my wife already had a vision for what we're supposed to do. How many of you got wives that kind of hear first from God often? Okay, guys, be honest. Come on. And <laughs> raise that hand high. And, uh, and, and she already had a vision for what we were supposed to do. Stuart, don't forget I've been carrying that burden for the more than 40,000 young Israelis after they serve in the army. Every Israeli serves in the army, men and women. And Stuart, they're shopping spirituality. We need to do something. Nobody's there. They're going to the Eastern mystics and gurus. And you've got to teach the church and equip the church to get on board with this whole thing. And so we began our ministry there. And uh, we began to take teams of young Israeli believers and believers from the nations there. And we discovered that Israelis are wide open to the good news and have plenty of time to listen. And then my wife got me in more trouble and said, we're supposed to build that training center you have on your heart here. And we built the first Messianic Jewish training and outreach center and it's a lighthouse for Israeli seekers, and it's a training center for young adult believers from Israel and the nations. And hundreds of young Israelis have heard the gospel for the first time. We've loved on them, and they've heard the gospel for the first time. And we have a little list. Sometimes I call that list Stuart's List for name recognition, but it's really Stuart Chantal's. And all of our list, it's kind of like our spiritual Schindler's List. And I want to invite you to pray. I want to give you some practical things here. I want to invite you to pray for Stuart's List, our list here, of young Israelis who we've loved on and shared the gospel with. How many of you think prayer will make a difference? Okay. People like Or, Shlomit, Adi, Daniel, Yuval, uh, Asaf, and so on. So pray for Stuart's list, and together we're going to see the salvation of these young Jewish people, these young Israelis. I want to uh, say to you also that God has put on our hearts to serve as many Holocaust survivors that we, he will enable us to serve for as long as they live on the earth. We've been serving Holocaust survivors in Belarus for 21 years, and a, few, a couple of years ago, we began to bring that ministry to the land of Israel. Today, we are serving more than 600 Holocaust survivors, 100 in Belarus and 500 in the land of Israel. We're serving in five different cities in Israel where we provide for them uh, biblical feasts on Passover uh, and two other feasts. We take them to places like the Dead Sea. Uh, and the whole idea here is to honor them and bless them, but also to develop the relationship with them so that we can visit them in their homes. Because we've discovered when we visit them in their homes, Yeshua has the best chance to meet all of their needs, including loving them into the kingdom of God. And so I want to show you a brief video on uh, what this ministry, what God is doing through this ministry. And these are Holocaust survivors sharing what this ministry means to them.
Спасибо большое вашей общине что за, за помощь, что меня не забывают, что меня опекают, молятся за мое здоровье. И, все, самое лучшее пожелание. Они помогали в свое время моей сестре, но она уже умерла, сестра. Очень много помогали. И сейчас они ко мне ходят, и я их всех люблю. И жду всегда с удовольствием. Виктория очень часто звонит, приходит и уделяет внимание. И то, что вы делаете, это неоценимый вклад. Час, который вы здесь у меня, он дороже мне, чем целый день, когда я сижу один в большой этой хате. подарок, но сам, самое важное это не сам подарок, а то, что оказывает внимание. Сохраняю все открытки, все поздравления, которые Стюарт и Шанталь нам присылают. Вот это что такое Бритхаташа? А это за все годы открытки, поздравительные. Мы больше узники ни от кого их не получаем. Приходит ко мне, ну, бывает несколько раз в неделю. Мы с ней тут пьем чай, читаем Библию. Она мне приносит литературу, которая мне открыла глаза на многие вещи. Я, будучи офицером, я занимался. Мне была нагрузка такая, занимался этаизмом. Сейчас я от этого отказался, но я верю в Бога. Я знаю, что Бог один, я знаю, что у него Сын Божий есть. Я им всем доверяю. This is one of the most effective ways to bring Jewish people into the kingdom of God. And of course, this kind of ministry can only happen through partnerships, and it's partnerships with churches like this 
and with individuals like you that pray for us and help support us. And I just want to let you know that for $30, you can bless a Holocaust survivor. We deliver food baskets. We provide feasts and so on. And the best help for us, if God moves you above your tithes here at your church, above your tithes and offerings here at your church, if God moves you or has enabled you, partner with us. $30 a month, you bless one Holocaust survivor each month, 12 Holocaust survivors a year. I also want to share with you that uh, we are building now the first Messianic Jewish center in the history of the nation of Belarus. This will put the Messianic Jewish movement on the map like never before, and it will enable us to serve the Jewish community in the entire country like never before. This is a historic building. We're seeking to raise 100000 by year end in order to move forward with that building project. Uh, I'll also share with you that most Israelis that, Israeli believers that come to Sunrise, we help sponsor them because they can't afford to pay their own way. And for $1,600, you can sponsor an Israeli believer or help us with any donation of any amount. You can help us sponsor an Israeli believer for one month of training and outreach at Sunrise. They live with us for one month. We train them, and we do outreach together at Sunrise uh, all the time, uh, that whole time during that month. And so uh, uh, I want to encourage you. If you're interested in Jewish ministry, if you're interested in what God is doing through Reach Initiative International, grab a hold of one of these flyers. They're on the table in the back. My wife will be there. I will come there too. You can use the card inside to indicate you just want to get news from us, either email or as the kids call it, snail mail. You know, that stuff that comes into your mailbox uh, at your house. And... Uh, or if you can use this card to indicate uh, any kind of support that you'd like, like to uh, extend this way and partner with us in that way. And you can also just sign up on a sheet if you want to stay informed. But grab this. This will tell you our strategies, our initiatives. You can also go to our website, reachii.org. Now, I also want to conclude with this, and then we'll have a closing prayer. Uh, I was exiled from Belarus for five and a half years. And uh, the way I got back into the country was when the chairman of the Holocaust Survivors Association, who we've been working with for 18 years now, uh, he said to me, Stuart, we want to get you back in the country. If there's anything I can do, even if it is troublesome to me, I don't care. What can they do to me? I'm an old man. So at the end of five years, which legally we were able to petition the government at the end of five years, he wrote an intercessory letter for me to the government. And he wrote a very simple, emotional letter. And you know how sometimes you have faith and no faith? <laughs> I had that. But at the end of three weeks, he got a letter from the government saying, we've taken him off the blacklist. So I've been able to go back into Belarus since February of 2013. Hallelujah. And this is Mikhail Abramovich, his memoirs of what he went through in the Holocaust and what he lived through under communism. And uh, he uh, had this book in Russian. We put it into the English language. He gave us a warm acknowledgement uh, for doing that. 
and it's the first book other than the Belsky brothers of a Holocaust survivor in Belarus that's been put into the English language. And I have a signed copy here that I'd like to present to your pastor and to the entire church from Mikhail Abramovich and from us at Reach Initiative International. We appreciate you and we appreciate your heart and I love seeing what you had on your website about bringing the gospel to the Jewish people as well as people of all nations. And uh, really, we just appreciate the warm welcome here from the ushers and the praise and worship and everybody here. So uh, thank you, and we look forward to developing our friendship and relationship. Yisadonai panavelecha veyesemlecha shalom. Shalom, Mishpucha. God bless you. Thank you for your warm hearts and warm attention.